With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Emerson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. Welcome back to From the Raptors, presented by Bannertown USA and Parquet Press. Sam and I are back again this week. Uh, back on a Wednesday this time, because I totally didn't sleep through the recording yesterday. But, you know, it, it worked out because a lot of stuff has happened between yesterday and today. Calculated. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just, unconscious me sleeping in uh, at night was just, it was like, you know what? I, I feel like I have a premonition that we're going to get some signings in the next day. And you know what we did. So which signing do you want to talk about first, Sam? Anyone that sticks out to you or which news? Uh, we'll start. We'll just go chronological, I guess. All right. All right. So what happened first? Nawaba. Was Nawaba the first one yesterday for the Rockets? Oh, I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. I was going to start <laughs> with Avery Bradley. Okay, yeah, yeah. We can start with Avery Bradley again. We'll get to Nawaba in a second. Avery Bradley has come out in the media and said he's not going to play because his eldest son – uh, has a respiratory problems and wouldn't be permitted to sit in the Orlando bubble. Uh, what do you think about that one? Well, yeah, of course you. Yeah, you won't don't want to uh, endanger your family. That's what comes first, and that's what he <laughs> yeah. said. He plays to, um, you know, make money to support his family. So obviously, he doesn't want to endanger them. Um, yeah, I feel like. But the real the real reason is obviously because he's a Celtic and he doesn't want to help the Lakers win. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got to respect that. Yeah, I respect the move. He's a Boston, uh, Boston guy at heart. You know, uh, I watched um, Greeny's Twitter. I think it was him. Maybe it was someone else. But he tweeted um, a screenshot. He googled uh, "fuck" and Avery Bradley in Twitter, and it came up that tons of Lakers fans were just oh, yep. booing Avery Bradley. Like, what What do you want him to do? Say, oh, yeah, sorry to my eldest son. He's just going to have to stay at home while I go play in Orlando. Like, that doesn't – that's not something you as a person would do. So why do you expect him to do it? Yeah. It's I, – I don't think that's a good, um, you know, thing to be upset fair. about. Yeah, I'll tell fair. you what, though. Like, if someone on the Celtics, like, wasn't going to play, I'm sure people would be pissed about it too. So Yeah. I like to think, well, I guess some Celtics fans would probably be like that. There's those guys in every NBA, like, fandom or whatever. But I feel like guys like you and me and anybody who actually watches the game and respects the Celtics would understand. Like, we love the players. We obviously don't want them to endanger themselves or their families. So we wouldn't want them to do anything that would do that. Right. Um, But, yeah, that's actually – thinking about it from a strictly basketball perspective, on the perspective of the Lakers, that's probably going to hurt their – defense right like he's a solid piece on defense he's been their starting point guard for a big portion of this season so they're gonna have to play more caruso we're gonna see we're gonna see more rondo Uh, and there's been some rumors going around that they might look to sign another guard someone that (laughs) lebron has a little bit of history with do you see those rumors yes uh do you think they should sign jr no what do you think why why because he's a he's a fucking dope (laughs) he's an he's a moron yeah, the Henny got himself, and I just, he hasn't been in the NBA since then, right? I mean, I guess he was technically on the Cavs. He, like, kind of refused to play after that. 
I don't. After blame LeBron him. left, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna play." I mean, but single-handedly threw that game for. Yeah, I think I think Rondo getting more minutes for them is good for them. I guess I feel like Rondo's always a solid player in the playoffs, no matter what year it is. Yeah, like that year he came uh, to Boston or yeah. just dominated with Chicago. Chicago when he was on New Orleans, they swept mm-hmm. Portland because because he was a monster. Yeah, and then. A couple years ago when he was in New Orleans, right? You just said that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he'll probably be pretty good in the playoffs. I don't think him and LeBron sharing the floor. That's what I was just about to say because neither one of them can really shoot consistently. Yeah, LeBron's, I would say, a slightly better shooter than Rondo, but, like, I think they're both so ball dominant that they need to, like, switch off a little bit. I'm going to put it like this, right? When I see LeBron take a three against the Celtics, I smile. Yeah. I guess that's true. I'd rather him take threes than drive to the paint because, yeah, that's scary. That's a scary thought. Um, but, yeah, Avery Bradley's not going to be playing for the Lakers. Uh, outside of that, uh, you mentioned before we started recording, there's been a lot of uh, former Celtics in the news. We see Tyler Zeller, the GOAT himself, and P.J. Dozier uh, signing with the Spurs and Nuggets, respectively. Uh, I guess they're not huge moves. Uh, I could see the um, the Tyler Zeller move being slightly more impactful than the um, – P.J. Dozier move because Tyler Zell has proven that he can be a decent bench center. Uh, P.J. Dozier hasn't really proved much in the NBA, but I feel like for the Spurs, Tyler Zell is good enough. But neither are huge moves that will affect the course of the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think either one of them is going to be much of a, yeah an impact. Um, I did see like people were saying Zeller because uh, Aldrich is out with surgery. Yeah, that's and um, Pirtle is coming off like a shoulder injury, so he'll yeah. probably see rotation minutes. Uh-huh. Which is interesting because he hasn't played in the NBA in a few years, right? Yeah, I think Keith Smith said 2018-2019 was the last time he played. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of that, we saw David Nwaba, as I mentioned previously, sign with the Rockets. I feel like that's a pretty good signing because he was a... At one point in time, he was like an elite defender in the NBA. He couldn't do much else, but he was like like he was like an Andre Roberson type where he just played solid, solid defense and could do nothing else. So if he can do that for the Rockets, I feel like they're in good shape there. That's a good signing. That was a two-year deal too, so he'll be there next year. That's just kind of funny to me. Like they signed him to a two-year deal now. It's like – Interesting, yeah. Yeah, like why, why did it take you so long? Like why didn't you pick him up like before the deadline uh, a couple months ago? Like that yeah. kind of thing. I don't. I don't understand what makes people change their minds so quickly like that. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't, and that like some of their players are considering not playing, so they need to get some some buffer pieces. But um, outside of that, did I miss any big signings? Um, I'm trying to think. Tyler Johnson signed with the Nets. Another one. I actually like really like Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he's a good player. And I, I saw him. I was like, oh, maybe the Celtics should have picked him up. I feel like he could have did something. Been a little bit off the bench. Yeah, he was one of those guys Helpful. that was just horrendously overpaid, but wasn't a terrible player. He was good yeah. at Miami. I think he'll be he'll be solid for the Nets. I don't know if well, Kyrie obviously can't play because he's made a big stink about it, anyways. So he'll be he'll probably get some rotational minutes, uh, like eight nine guy off the bench. It'll be solid for him. I don't think the Nets will end up doing much. They might make the playoffs, might not, but I, I don't think they'll do much in the playoffs if they do get there. No, I don't think so either. Um, Especially guess- like. You said no one's playing for them, so yeah, they're not going to exactly. have much uh, firepower. Like, I do like Spencer Dinwiddie, though, and Karis LeVert, obviously, is a god against the Celtics, so you can't count them out too much, I guess. 
I was I was at that game. It was terrible. Yeah, I know. Ugh, I was just remember watching it. That dude. That that was um. I've watched basketball for years. You have too. That was the single most game. Like that guy couldn't miss. Like that was the first time I've actually seen it. Like LeBron, sometimes yeah, he couldn't miss. Like Clay Thompson in that corner, Karis Levert could not miss. Like he couldn't do no. You know, that was the. I think of cannot miss. I think of that game now, which is crazy because it's Karis Levert. Um, I think of Trey Burke when they uh, played the Knicks last year, and he was unreal. Yeah, that's Trey what Burks. I think of. I remember how mad I was about that. Is Trey Burke on the Sixers still, or does he not have a team? Because he's a bucket. I'm not sure. I think he might be on Philadelphia. He's solid. He should get more minutes for them. They don't have any shooters anyways. Why doesn't he play? Um, Anyways, I feel like the biggest news to come out of yesterday was Nikola Jokic uh, has corona now, which is, I guess, not surprising when you look at the videos. He was just walking around without a mask, but... It's it's still a little like uh oh you know what I mean like a little concerning for Nuggets fans. Yeah, I mean, well, it only lasts for two weeks. The season yeah. doesn't start for another month. I mean, he's probably gonna have trouble getting to Disney and stuff like that. But that's what I'm um, saying, yeah, because he's in Serbia. Right, he's not here. So, I mean, I feel like the Nuggets will be fine. It's just like I feel like he should have been more careful. He did lose a lot of weight though. He looks so different now. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. But yeah, he he's a great player. Might be one of the best. He might be the best center in the NBA. Yeah. And obviously, if he's not able to play for the Nuggets, that hurts him a lot. A team that's had a great year mm-hmm. uh, to beat the Celtics up when they were in Denver. Then there was the crazy game when they came to the Garden. The Celtics blew him out. It was one of the most uh, like hyped crowds I've seen this year. Yeah, I think I was at that Nuggets game. Yeah, really? I yeah, I was there with my friends. Oh, super jealous. That was great. That was my an friend, awesome game. My friend just turned 21, so he got a little too uh, intoxicated and actually fell down the stairs, like up in the bleachers. It was the Tough funniest, scene. the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he just gets up with my other, with like one of our other boys, he gets up and just falls like right on his back and just goes sliding down. And me and my friend are dying, trying not to laugh in the seats, and everyone's like so concerned. And he's just like, "I'm good, I'm good." And it was, <laughs> oh my god. That was crazy. Um, yeah, I, Denver is third in the West right now. So yeah. that I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I sure. guess they could afford. But then, like, are they going to let them into the bubble? Like, the bubble has become a big problem. People are starting to get yeah. very concerned about how it's going to work. So is he going to get let into the bubble? He's probably going to have to be tested and just you a know lot, yeah. pass. I saw something on Twitter. It was like the Lakers started testing yesterday, and it involves a five-minute test with two swabs in the nose and one in the throat. That sounds terrible. That sounds like yeah. hell. I'll tell you what. It's not – well, I haven't had the throat one. Yeah. The nose one is not as bad as you would think. It's really not. It, it's, it doesn't really? last very long. Yeah, it's not as bad as you would think. Did you have to get it done? Why did you have to get it done? I work in a nursing home, so – Oh, sure. True. Um, yeah, it's every week I have it done, so oh, it's, wow. it's really not that bad. It takes all of like mm-hmm. two minutes, if that. It's in your nose for like ten seconds. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't had the pleasure of getting a COVID test done yet, but uh, my friend was telling me it's not great. But now that you say that, I'm not too um, worried anymore. And I mean, it's probably something they're going to get used to. Yeah. 
like I'm used to it by now. It's yeah. the first time. I mean, all you, you just kind of cough and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't had the throat swab done, so I don't really know. Yeah. I feel like they mentioned, I can't remember if they said a frequency they were going to have it done, but I have to imagine they would have to have it done like at least once a week while they're in the bubble with like that many people in one place. So I don't know. I, I, what I'm hoping for is that I don't know if there's going to be like lots of media and camera crew there, but like if they have, and obviously you don't want their personal space like destroyed because they, they're like, uh, it's their personal life outside of the, the games, but just to see some interactions. Cause that's that many NBA players in one place. That's never happened before. Has it like, I'm trying to think that's never happened before so like seeing them interact with each other on a daily basis would be pretty cool from a fan's perspective yeah um one thing that i was thinking about uh where are they all gonna practice are they gonna have to have practices at like crazy times of the day there's probably only so many facilities they have to work out true yeah because and they don't want to practice together obviously that would defeat the purpose right yeah no i didn't think about that i i assume disney has like a couple courts maybe or maybe they'll just have to stagger times, like you said. But that's really interesting that you said that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's going to be something to be uh, following. It's going to be interesting yeah. to learn about, for sure. Um, I had something else I wanted to bring up. I completely forgot what it was. I'm pissed. Hmm. Um, something I wanted to say was um, that I wonder how the teams are going to deal with like some players not coming like obviously we see Avery Bradley and stuff but I saw a tweet the other day that was like for a lot of these teams that are like really far out like the Suns or the Wizards or whatever that have little to no chance at actually making it but are statistically still in we're going to see a lot of these younger players get more time to see like growth it's going to be more like a summer league run instead of an actual NBA which is interesting to me because like you I wonder if that means like the Bucks when they play the Suns, if they play the Suns, you know what I mean? They won't play Giannis. Like, would they just bench Giannis and play some of the young guys because it doesn't matter that much? If I was in charge, I would have the players play because you want them to be uh, in Warm. game shape for the playoffs. Yeah. But you, you don't want them to go out there for the or even a big regular season game. Like, yeah. Boston plays Milwaukee in the first game, so both teams are going to want to win that game to kind of yeah. set huge. the tone, get confidence, whatever, for the playoffs. You, obviously you're going to want to win that. But, like, if it's not the first game and you play Phoenix and you still want that player to be ready, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be super interesting if, like, I don't know, like Giannis doesn't play a bunch of games, like you said, and then gets to the playoffs. And it's just not the same. Because if we're being honest with each other, we haven't seen, like, like Giannis this season has been dominant. He's been so good, so, so, like insanely better than everybody else on the floor he doesn't even play like 30 minutes every game but we haven't seen that version of dominant Giannis in the playoffs like last year we saw a little bit of it but the year before that it was like he was good but he wasn't anything incredible so I wonder if this can be the first season where Giannis finally transfers it into the playoffs if you know what I'm saying well he's obviously going to get carried by Chris Middleton (laughs) um at least against at least Boston. against the Celtics, yeah, for sure. Um, I am interested to see how they handle the empty arenas. I know we talked about this with Dante, yeah, with the fan noise. And I I saw this week. I'm a soccer fan, so yeah, they've started playing again, and it is not bad with the the fake audio. 
of fans. Yeah, you sent me that video. It didn't seem very... It doesn't sound bad. Yeah, it seemed pretty good. Um, I personally would not mind that. Just just for background noise. Even if it's not like super realistic, it's. I feel like it would be super weird to not have that. Yeah, no, I get it. I just hope they do a good job with it. Like the Premier League, I was watching. Exactly. Actually, I was actually watching a game too because I got really bored and I'm just missing sports. So I game turned on. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was it's a pretty good game. I think it was the Chelsea game. Who did Chelsea play? They played. Oh, they played somebody that's not for They played maybe Aston Villa they played. Yes, they did play Aston Villa. And so um, I was watching. Aston Villa actually scored first. Spoiler alert, but the fan noise sounded really good. Like they put on the cheers when they scored. The cheers were quieter when Chelsea scored because they weren't the home team. It was like pretty well done, and I was actually impressed by it. But um, I wonder. I know there was mention of 2K noise, which is just not the same thing as normal crowd noise. So I'm hoping the NBA does a good job with it, like the Premier League did. I feel like they could they can probably pull crowd noise from other games and like have it be realistic. Mm-hmm. The NBA is not as simple as soccer is in terms of reactions to things i mean don't get me wrong when i was i was why i i watched liverpool the other day it was a boring game but like it wasn't perfect like yeah, there are no. times like people would react to things and then like that wasn't happening so it was a exactly. little weird but but it, it's hard to get it perfect like those guys have probably never had to like play crowd noise in a situation like that like that's i'd love to weird. see how they do it like is there some guy in a control room like sweating like, yeah. he's worried, like, that they're going <laughs> to score a goal and he has to hit the key to play, like, the noise. Yeah, no, I don't know how it works exactly. I assume it's something along those lines. Maybe he's not sweating, wanting to die. But maybe if he, like, I don't know. I don't know. If he he's just, like, watching and he has certain cues, like, oh, if they score a goal, they can do this. If they do this, they can do something else. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. Um, I will say, though, something I've decided. I've decided, as I mentioned, that I'm sick of not watching sports so I wanted to get into soccer, Premier League, or whatever. So I picked a team, but I went to – they have a game right now. I, I decided I'm going to be a Wolves fan because wolves. I was – yeah. Why was, Wolves? Because two years ago when they were still in the Championship League, I chose them as my FIFA, like, career mode guys. And I really like their jerseys. And they're like – I feel like they're one of those teams where they're not that good, but they're not awful at the same time. So they're, they'll at least be in the Premier League next year. Honestly, and, Wolves is like – a solid team to buy stock yeah. in. I mean, I don't know too much about it, but like, I know there's like still like a solid team. Yeah, they're decent enough. Their colors are cool, but I just want to watch their game on the NBC Sports app, and I need NBC Gold in order to watch it, and that's crap. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not on actual TV. That's lame. Um, I don't know. I, there are ways to watch games, but I'm not sure. I mean, you might have to find a stream. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know there's a, um, for whenever I want to watch the NBA, I go to the NBA Reddit or whatever it is, but I don't know what the equivalent to that is for Premier League, so I'm not educated enough to know. Reddit hit those communities with a ban hammer. Really? Not a thing anymore, yeah. Damn. That's you just have to kind of Google it and hope yeah. you find something. I still have my, my NBA. It's NBA, the number, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that. No, NBA, the number four, and then free.com. NBA for free.com. It's that's what I use for all my uh, totally legit streaming needs. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I've been hoping to watch more Premier League lately, but there's nothing uh, that I can watch apparently right now. There's the Man City Sheffield United game, but I feel like that's not going to be very close. No, probably not. So I'm trying to find who's the Wolves supposed to be playing right now. They're supposed to be playing. 
Bournemouth, but Bournemouth's not very good either. So the Wolves should be winning this game, but I can't watch it anyways. So <laughs> anyways, um, we were talking about signings and how like the Nuggets are signing Dozier, Spurs, Zeller, all this. Do we think the Celtics are going to sign anybody? What's your What's your gut reaction? I don't know. I mean, I, I'd imagine they're going to just because they can. I don't know why they wouldn't. Well, because it's uh, 17 man rosters, right? Right, so they still have two spots to fill. But then wouldn't they bring Taco and Tremont Waters? They could do that. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, because they can transfer two-way contracts into normal contracts for the rest of the season. So if they wanted to fill, that's what I'm saying. So, like, they could technically sign Isaiah Thomas or whoever. uh, I don't know who else is, like Jamal Crawford or a guy like that, Kenneth Fareed, if they want a big man. Um, and but then they wouldn't be able to bring Taco and or Tremont. So would you rather bring our two young guys that we have that have played for us, or would you rather sign like a veteran that could help us? I I honestly like don't know because I feel like veterans would be better. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure if it matters. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely interesting because. Obviously, you want Taco there because you're a homer, but I personally love Tremont Waters for this team. So I just – I feel like it's definitely just – I don't know. Like me wanting the Celtics to win, like you said, wants us to sign like a Kenneth Free or a Thomas or whatever. But me wanting to see like the team that I love so much go to Disney World wants Taco there, obviously, with the rest of the team. So it, right. it, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. Speaking of that, out of those three, who would you want? Would you want Isaiah? Obviously, would it be Isaiah? Isaiah. I, yeah. I really want him to be able to play here again. I've been seeing him all over Twitter, and he's and someone tweeted, like, Isaiah, we want you to come back to Boston. He retweeted it and was like, I just want to come back to the league, man. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I feel bad for him. I feel a little bad. I do too, for sure. I think he deserves to be in the league. He deserved to get paid, man. That knee injury was not fair to him. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really unlucky, to be honest. He Mm -hmm. played his heart out, and then he ended up getting hurt and lost, like, his whole career from it, pretty much. Yeah, I know. Like, he he spent that one year in L.A. He spent a year in Denver. He went to Washington. He just bounced around, not getting enough playing time. He had a decent year in Washington this year, but they just shipped him off, and the Clippers released him. Yeah, I mean... He was atrocious defensively when they played the Celtics. No, but... yeah, he can't. He could never. He was never a great defender. Right. But it's tough. It's definitely uh-huh. tough to see a guy that you love so much just kind of dwindle out. But I feel like if he got the right set of chances and opportunities, he could bring it back and be fine in the league. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I just can't wait to get basketball back. I was watching like highlights. I tweeted out the other day. <clears throat> that I'm going to start making mixes or whatever, just like my version, like a little something. Like I'm making a Jason Tatum thing, so I got a bunch of clips for him and put it to a song and just I'm trying to like make the beats line up. It's it's weird. It's definitely not like perfect, but it's keeping me entertained. And the more I watch Jason Tatum highlights, the more I'm sad because I haven't seen Jason Tatum play in a long time. Well, you should be excited because there's only like 30 days left, 36 yeah. days, I think. I'm definitely excited. It's weird to me. I keep seeing these like 
uh, Celtics Twitter accounts talk about, oh, Semi Ojale, is he going to be good? Daniel Tyson. I'm like, wait, I forget what it's like to watch these players. Like, that's so sad. Like, I forget what it's like to watch Semi Ojale. Like, obviously, I remember Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker because they're the big guns, but I hate the excitement of seeing Grant Williams check into a game. I miss that. I miss, like, so like semi usually putting up a three and cringing because you don't think it's going in, but he was playing really well. You know what I mean? Like I'm, these little things that I don't remember. Yeah. I never uh, got that way with Marcus, but like semi, when he shoots, I'm like, Oh no. Oh yeah. For some I, reason I, it never really ha- happened for me with Marcus. I just mm-hmm. kind of always think it's going to go in. Even I'm like, Oh, I'm not know, like that. Still an okay shot. You know, <laughs> I'm not like that at all with Marcus. Oh my God. I do. Um, I remember Semi Ojale had one huge game against the Cavs, I think it was, where he just couldn't miss. And then he got hurt, yeah, like, halfway hit. through. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he got hit. Uh, you remember when Kemba Walker ran into Semi Ojale's stomach and got a concussion? Yeah. <laughs> like, snapped Yeah, we neck. all thought he was going to be out for the season, or, like, yeah. his career was going to be over. That was crazy. And then he was back two games later, right? Insane. Yeah. Uh, man, Semi Ojale is just a man of steel, I swear. Huh. Another thing that came out yesterday was saying that, uh, well, I don't know if it was for real, but no, Bleacher yeah. Report wrote an article saying I that the Celtics this. would potentially be able to be suitors for a Gobert trade, and the package that they were asking for was like, it was smart, Robert uh-huh. Williams, Daniel Tice, Romeo Langford, and a 2020 first round pick. Something like that, And yeah. people were going nuts saying like it was outrageous. What do you think? I don't. I'm not really good. I don't like trades a lot, to be honest with you. Okay. Regardless of who it is, I'm always very. I'm a homer big time, and I always think that I overvalue the players a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that I'm pretty good at putting it into perspective because, like, I watch a lot of other games and stuff, but. I feel like that's a little bit of an overpay. Like, yes, Rudy Gobert is a two-time defensive player of the year. He's first-team all-defense how many years? I don't know. He's a pretty good rebounder, probably the best post-defender in the game. But Tice and Smart alone, I feel like, is a big haul for Rudy. And a first. And Romeo. Like, Romeo's so young. He's a rookie. And Robert Williams. Yeah, and Robert Williams. I feel like a fair, fair-er trade would be, like, maybe Tice – Romeo in like a couple seconds but then again actually no now that I say that like I feel like I am being a homer but I don't know I I just don't think I want Rudy Gobert on this team I feel like he doesn't space the floor and I don't think he fits well but maybe that's just me being like ridiculous what do you you think about the fit like who cares about the trade package what do you think about the fit of him on this team yeah you make a good point because um Tice really fits because he's able to stretch the floor he um he works well with this team. He plays well in the system. And I honestly don't think he's a problem. Like, I think bench scoring is more of an issue right now than anything. I agree 100%. I don't think, I don't we think need the big men – because can you point – this is one thing I say all the time when people complain about the big men. Can you point to one game at all this season that you said, ah, you know, if they had a better big, like, they would have won? No. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's, it's, it's when the bench can't produce. Mm-hmm. Yep. But – you know, the bench not producing is also, like, another thing that's kind of out of proportion. Like, sometimes you just don't need that. That's not what your bench yeah. is there to do. Mm-hmm. If you rotate your starters properly, which Brad tries to do as much as he can, you you won't need that. Yeah. Um, you just kind of make sure you have a scorer in. So Kemba or Tatum, maybe even Jalen Brown all, at all times. Yeah. So they can succeed. Yeah. I feel like 
the main thing is less like a bench scoring, but just guys who consist can consistently make shots. Like that's what we struggle with. We struggle with a lot of people missing. Um, what is it? Missing threes, missing wide open threes. But if we get like, I, I've been saying this the whole like forever. Like a Christian Wood who can knock down his three point shot and play good post defense. Like that's a good bench guy. That's someone I would want on my team. Like Steve Kylo even can just make his shots. F that guy, man. I <laughs> I wasn't at the game, but when they I played the Pistons. Game. And he was absolutely mm. not, lights out. That's why I'm saying we need him. <laughs> that guy. Oh, he shoots so well from three, man. He doesn't score a lot, like, most of the time, I guess. But he just makes his shots. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you, though. We don't need a big man. We just need someone who can hit shots. I'm on I a- think maybe they need, like, a backup point guard. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because like you have, you already have Kemba small. Like if you get Isaiah, he's small and can't play defense. I mean, Kemba is all right at defense, but yeah. he's still small. And then you have Brad Wanamaker, this gritty guy who's not amazing at anything, but he's pretty decent at everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't dislike Brad Wanamaker. I just yeah. think they could do better. Uh, yeah, I think they can have – if you're going to have scoring off the bench, it's going to be the backup point guard the majority mm-hmm. of the time. Or a wing maybe, but I feel like we don't really – we have Romeo, we have Marcus, we have – Celtics have so many wings. Exactly. They don't need any more wings. Um, like you said, maybe Jamal Crawford, but he's old and mm-hmm. when's the last time he, play, he played last year for Phoenix? I mean I said this a while ago. Iman Shumpert's not terrible. He's not amazing, but he's a As a bench person. scorer, though, he's more of a defender. Yeah, but he can hit his threes. He's a 3 and D guy through and through. I feel like he wouldn't be awful for us. I mean, um, it, it, there's not much available. Like you said earlier. I would need a list in front of me to Tyler be like, Johnson. oh, like this one or, or that one. Let's yeah. Camera on. I'll look um, up. Not on the Skype. No. I'm, I'll look up current NBA free agents right now. I mean, when I Googled current NBA free agents, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving come up. So I don't know if I trust Google, but I'll go on. <laughs> I'll go on here. Um, I feel like – do you think DeMarcus Cousins would ever be a good fit in Boston? I see all these fans talking about it. Here's the thing. Like, you wrote about this. I wrote about this. With Robert Williams back in the lineup, I feel like there's already not enough minutes to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who are you going to cut? Who are you going to take minutes from to give him minutes? And That's does true. his attitude give the team problems? No, yeah, does, I, I can see that. You know, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's the best idea, to be honest. I, I don't know. I also feel like it could be a good idea, so... It just really depends. I feel like Brad Stevens does a good job of getting the best out of whoever he has on his team. So that's another mm-hmm. thing. I think anybody they sign could potentially help if they decide that they want them to do that. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, if they just want them to sit on the bench, that's what they'll do as well. I don't know. It's just kind of hard. Who are you going to take? A, not even the who are you going to cut from the team? Who are you going to take out of the rotation to bring in whoever you're talking about bringing in? Yeah. So um, I, I looked up a list of, like, it's CB, CBS, NBA, or whatever, like, the best available free agents. So I'll go down some of the ones I think are the best uh, for you. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so Joe Johnson is available. Joe Johnson, that's an you know, interesting one, to right? be completely honest with you, because first off, he played here before. 
Second, he did he. Um, when did Joe Johnson play here? He he got drafted and then they traded him. Oh, okay, yeah, pretty right. fast, but yeah, he did yeah. play. Um, okay. he can score. When's the last time he played? Does it say who? Who's he? Left? He had a contract with the Pistons. Uh, like oh, last that's right. Year, I do but remember that. The last that. time he like played played was seventeen eighteen. But he's been dominating the big three, so it's not like he's rusty. So there's that. All right, who else? Uh, the, I, there's a list. It like lists them based on what their strengths are. The shooters are Ryan Anderson, Alan Crabb, Anthony Tolliver, Ryan Brokoff, and Gerald Green. Gerald Green might be one. Yeah, to bring in because he's played here before under Brad and ridiculously he was, athletic. He was really he was good in the playoffs too. He had a big. He was part of the reason they turned around the Chicago series. <laughs> he started starting and yeah, um, he was really great for him. So that's another thing to think about. All right, what else? What else we got? Uh, we also have uh, the point guards: Isaiah Thomas, Tyler Johnson, and Trey Burke is actually not on the Sixers, so he's a free agent, which is interesting because I love him. Are those guys? Well, Tyler Johnson's gone now. Yeah. So would I'd really wouldn't want Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said, he's another guy played under Brad. Brad knows how to utilize him, of course. I feel yeah. like he could still be solid. I just feel like playing under Brad, it just makes everyone better. I agree. It's like a Popovich effect, except not to that extent yet. Not quite yeah. yet. Um, then there's the old heads, which is Paul Gasol and Nene, but I, I wouldn't really want either of them. <laughs> not that they're like bad guys, but like just not at this point. Um, then the defenders are Iman Shumpert, which I mentioned, and Jordan Bell, actually, which isn't isn't terrible. Jordan uh, Bell, yeah, championship. This is another guy. guy. It's like, who are you going to give the minutes to? You know? Yeah. No, it, it, it's you taking minutes from. And then that would be someone that I wouldn't mind thinking about adding in the off season. Yeah, not during this I season. I feel like he'd be a, a poor man's Tristan Thompson. You know, what I mean, a younger version of Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I don't have a problem with young guys at all. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then the last three are quote unquote the wild cards. Uh, J.R. Smith, who we mentioned in rumors with the Lakers, Jamal Crawford, who we've been talking about, and Lance Stevenson, which I think was super interesting. <laughs> nah, none of those no? guys would probably fit here. Oh, dude, Maybe I, I, Jamal Crawford. I just think Lance Stevenson's so funny. Yeah, but like, I don't, I don't want to bring in any like nut jobs. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing. Like, you gotta think good thing going. Like, you don't need that. Yeah, no, it's it'd definitely be an interesting experiment. I feel like he'd be easier to control than, say, a Boogie Cousins would, but he's definitely a little, a little crazy. He'd bring energy, though. He would bring energy. <laughs> uh, but I think the most intriguing, uh, it was Gerald Green, and then who was the other guy at the beginning? Uh, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's interesting as well. Yeah, the non-Isaiah Thomas ones, those are yeah. the ones for sure. Exactly. I think um, Joe Johnson's just a bucket. Uh, Gerald Green is super athletic, plays solid defense. And he's he, low-key, he, I wouldn't say he's an enforcer, but he would go to war for his team. You remember that like clip of him on the Rockets defending Chris Paul? I have that sticking out in my head. I don't, but uh, yeah. when, like I said, when he was here, he was a good team guy. Yeah, so. yeah. and then there's – um, I still like Iman Shumpert. I know he's listed as a defender, but he can hit his shots, solid guy. I wish they could bring in, like, people to, like, try him out or, you yeah. know, like, have trials during the regular season and then sign him on for the playoffs because I think a lot of those would be interesting. 
Yeah, I feel like footage of those like workouts would be fun too. Like he, I feel like they could televise them. Like maybe not like national TV, but like they could make some. Like a lot of people would watch those clips. Like we've been deprived of basketball for so long. You you wouldn't think, you don't think people would just like always tune like tune into those workouts. I'd tune into all of them, but like just to get some glimpse of what the season will look like. Yes. Um, I don't know. Maybe I feel it's like just... NBC Sports could do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to look for in a workout though, because like any NBA player or player that is around the caliber of an this NBA player is going to look like they're really good in a workout. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like the little things, like the energy. That job would be so hard thinking about it. Like thinking, like, oh, okay, this guy's better just from like, because they're obviously like you said, gonna make their shots. Like Isaiah Thomas, if he has an open jump shot in a workout, he's gonna make it. But like, what what do you look for? I never thought about it that way. It's, it's got to be tough, like being an MG, uh, NBA scout. Yeah, I can never, because you never know what's gonna, who's gonna be what, unless people are saying it. Exactly. I saw a video the other day. It was something along the lines of, um, like these NBA GMs passed on Giannis and like the Bucks. What did the Bucks GM see that they didn't? You know what I mean? Like, what what did that Bucks GMC and this scrawny kid from Greece that the fourteen other guys in front of them didn't? Like, Danny Ainge drafted Kelly Olynyk. Like, what did he not see in Giannis? Like, I'm not blaming Danny Ainge for not taking Giannis. It's ridiculous. Like, no one could have ever predicted that. And Kelly Olynyk was solid for us when he was here. But like, yeah. what was it that the Bucks GM saw that no one else could? No idea. Maybe they just <laughs> were like, oh well, you know, we have a low pick take or a lower pick. We'll take project on or something like that they didn't think they needed someone like that i don't know i guess uh i don't know man that's that's all (laughs) i can think of to be honest yeah it's just weird to think about i guess i don't know Denby is a weird world man i can't like especially the drafting aspect like i could never draft like a team i feel like i just ruin it i would just mess it up somehow in some (laughs) way or another i would just mess it up like i'd take like I'd take like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist over who was it that drafted after him? Like someone ridiculously talented. Like, uh, I don't know. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, man. That was an interesting, interesting choice. He didn't turn out to be anything. He's on the Mavericks now, right? Yeah, I don't sure. even know if he's in the league. To I'm be pretty honest. sure. Yeah. I think he's on the Mavericks. Random tangent. Um, anyways, I feel like, uh, I don't even know where I was going. Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? We'll start this conversation. Like, do you think the eight seeds now, the Grizzlies and the Magic slash Nets, are going to like be in the playoffs when it's all said and done? Well, yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't know about the West, but I don't think anything changes in the East. I don't think Washington's really that capable of a team. Okay, Bertans isn't going to play, and he's one of their main guys. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that has uh, to. Denied the invitation, I guess. Declined to play. Yeah, that's huge. Um, we didn't even talk about that. That's huge for. Yeah, people everybody. were like celebrating because like the Celtics didn't trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People were like but, Danny Andrews, a genius. He knew. He knew it was gonna happen. Let me let me look real quick. I feel like I'd want him in free agency. He's gonna be free agent. I feel like he'd be great for the Celtics. He's probably that's, gonna be too expensive. He's a laser, though. He doesn't miss. Oh. Let's see. Okay, so out west, Dallas has three and a half games on 
Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento. They need to be within four games to have a playoff. It's within four games? I thought it was in one game. I think it was four. That's a huge margin now that I think I could be wrong. No, that sounds... I think it was four. Maybe you're right. San Antonio is also within four. Phoenix is within six. So... I don't know who if everyone's coming for Portland. Are they all coming? Yeah, because okay, it's definitely four because Dallas hasn't clinched playoffs yet. Interesting. And they're eleven and a half games above Portland. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So four it's definitely games. four games. That's a huge margin of error. I feel like that's yeah, crazy for sure. And then. I really hope Memphis doesn't make the playoffs just for the draft pick. I really, okay, really hope yeah. they don't make the playoffs. I was going to say, I think it's they're not, one of the most entertaining teams to watch, but that makes sense. I agree with you. It's not because, like, any, like, knowledge. I, I mean, I think Portland might be a better team when healthy, too. I think they should be better. Uh, New Orleans, they've been playing good basketball since they've been healthy, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Brandon Ingram. I don't think Sacramento is very good. San Antonio is not going to be any good. Sacramento was hot though before the season ended. It sucks that it like this was really hard, and they were seven and three before the season got cut off in the last ten games. They were hot, but but I agree with you. I don't think they're a huge threat. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. They are seven and three in the last ten games. Um, I think if anybody was to do Memphis, it. has been cold four and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody was to do it, I think it would be, like you said, the Pelicans are solid since their injuries, and uh, Dame in Portland's always scary because Dame Lillard's so good. That's right. Um, is Joseph Nurkic going to play? I feel like... Uh, probably not, but yeah. I'm not positive about that. But I, I feel like we would have heard about it if he was. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I feel like the Spurs don't have a chance, the Suns don't have a chance, the Kings don't have a chance. And the Wizards, I don't think, have a chance either. No. I don't think Washington's really good enough. I will say Beal is scary, though. Beal's one of the best players in the league. I, when's I when's the last time John Wall actually played? I think two years ago. I don't think he played this season. I don't think he played. Actually, he might have played for a tiny bit last season. Mm. No, I think it was the season before, maybe. Like, the last Warriors championship run, he played a little bit. But I I, I can look it up right now. I don't think... Uh, it's been a long time. I can tell you that. It's been a long while. But... um. Do you think he'll still be good when he comes back? I don't know. That's a toss-up. He makes a lot of money, that's for sure. He makes like $40 <laughs> million a year. Yes, sir. He was so good, though. He was, like, incredible when he was healthy. He wasn't better than Isaiah. He did play. No. No, he was not. He that's did play right. last season. He played 32 games last season, and he played 41 games the season before. So. So he just hasn't played in forever. He was an all-star that year. 2017-18, he was an all-star. He probably played the first 41 games. I mean, the last time he was healthy, so like the 32 games last year, or wait, no, 18-19 he played. So I was right, yes. The last time the Warriors won a championship that season, he was averaging 21 points and 9 assists, which is really good. <laughs> like, that's really solid. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It could be completely different when he comes back. Malcolm Brogdon also is positive for coronavirus. Yeah, I just saw that too. That's cr- He I mean, says, I'm doing well, fine. feeling well, progressing well. I plan to join my teammates in Orlando. I feel like the, just like the Jokic thing, Malcolm Brogdon being 
testing positive isn't going to affect much because, like you said, two weeks. Uh, the real issues are going to come like when we get to mid July to late July, and we see like people getting starting testing positive or whatever. Because then they won't be able to go to Orlando. Like that's when the big issues are going to come through. Right. But um, as of now, the Malcolm Brogdon thing, I don't think it's going to make that big of an impact on the Pacers season. And honestly, I don't know, actually. The Pacers are a team that I'm interested to see how they do because I feel like they're one of the I like the teams, Pacers. Yeah. I, I think too. they're so One of the two teams that could make uh, a little bit of a run. I don't think they'll go too far, but they could at least win. I don't their think first they're going to make that deep of a run. But I think they could at least win their first round series, though. I feel like that's possible. They play against. Unless they play uh, Right us. now, they play against Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could beat Miami. Yeah, I don't trust Miami. I think so, too. I don't think my I'm not sold on Miami. No. Really not. I'm interested to see if we get a playoff version of Jimmy Butler, though, because I do really like Jimmy Butler's game, personally. I love Jimmy Butler. I love Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is a legend, I think. He's so good. But overall, I don't think their depth is great yet. They're really young. Like, Tyler Hero is pretty good. Duncan Robinson solid. Bam Adebayo is still young. They have a really good, like, young core, but not yet. They're good, but not great. What do you think about the Sixers? Like, I know everyone's all worried about the Celtics playing the Sixers in the first round. I'm seeing stuff on Twitter like, oh, the Sixers aren't even worried about the Celtics. But I feel like I'm not that worried about the Sixers, honestly. No, I, I wouldn't be either. I don't they're know. Just, I don't know. They're after Them not having a home court to play at. They're yeah. 10 and 24 on the road. Which is probably going to be, I don't know, it's a neutral site, so I'm not really sure. But they're not going to have the home crowd energy to feed off of, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I will be interesting to see. I know we've talked about this, I think, on the last four podcasts, and I'll start it with Max Letterman. But do we think they're going to play like they do at home because there's no away crowd? Or do we think they're going to play like they do away because there's no home crowd? I think it's like probably we, more we on the. Uh... The no home crowd side. Yeah, the no home crowd. They feed off the crowd, but I feel like Joel Embiid's huge about the home crowd. I know Max said it, but like he's if he doesn't have anybody to feed off of him, he's screwed. Like we saw in that Toronto game, he like the pressure got to him. He scored what one point? No point. No, he scored no points. He scored no points. So we'll have to see. And then Ben Simmons, I think was it last year in the playoffs that he had a one point performance game? No, it was when they played the Celtics. Okay, yeah. It was, I don't know. They're just very wishy-washy. Tobias Harris hasn't sold me on his game yet. He's a solid shooter, but he's inconsistent. Uh, Sixers Al Horford is not the same guy he's been in Boston. Josh He's just not allowed to be. Exactly, yeah. Josh Richardson was good, though. I like his game. Frickin' Corkmus is a lights-out shooter, as much as everyone likes to make fun of his name, and that he's a nobody. He's a good shooter. It's just, I don't know. They haven't sold me on their ability to play as a team yet. Right. Um, I mean, lastly, before we start to wrap it up here, I want to talk about uh, a little more of the Celtics. I feel like we haven't talked about a lot of Celtics yet today. Uh, do you think that Jason Tatum is going to be better than uh, when he left off as good? Or do you think he's going to have to like build back up to that point? He's going to have to build back up to it. Okay. I don't think he's going to be back to where he was at the beginning of the season. But I, I think he's going to have to warm up a bit. Yeah, I think but... he can get back to where he was, okay. especially – once the, the eight games are going to be good for that. I agree. Um, I'm not sure if they'll beat Milwaukee on their opening night. I guess you want it, You could call it that. Yeah, it'll be a tough um, game. Tough. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe he will. 
they're gonna have training training camp and stuff like that. They're war they're mm-hmm. practicing at the facility now. Yeah. Um. So who who knows? Honestly, maybe he is going to be just as good. It's, it's really hard to say. Yeah. As I mentioned before, I was watching like clips of people talking about Tatum while I'm making my my little video, and someone was like, "I think he has what it takes, uh, or will have what it takes to be the best guy in a championship team." And I'm sitting here wondering, like, is that going to be this year? Like, I don't know if he's at that point yet, but he's he's reaching NBA superstardom, I would say. Jalen Brown's, I think, on the verge of NBA stardom. Like, what, he's averaging 20 points, something along the lines of seven rebounds and three assists, maybe two and a half assists, and shooting insanely well from the field. Like, that's that's great. Like, Jalen Brown should have and could have been an all-star this year. And then Kemba was an all-star starter, so... I don't oh. think um, he gets enough credit, to be honest. Jalen Brown? Or yeah, Jalen okay. Brown. I agree, 100%. Because um, he's had to step up when guys are out, mm-hmm. and he's done it. I don't think – a lot of people like to point to the Celtics having three guys that average 20 a game. I think that's a bit of a false number, to be honest, because you've had injuries, so guys yeah. have increased <laughs> I... roles and things like that. But uh-huh. it is good that you know that your guys can step up. Exactly. And I think they'd the all playoffs, be that's like very they'd important. Be, they'd all be around there. I think yep. I don't think Jace, Jalen would be quite at 20, but I feel like he'd be at um, I think this something team, like 18, 19. This team is very capable of uh, Next sharing man up. the ball, hmm. playing together. I agree. Not having problems like they had last year, of course. Like they're not going to have that, uh, like the <laughs> stick in the um, in the gear. Like it's not going to be yeah. stuck. They can mesh. They can play as a team. And, mm-hmm. So um, I have a question for you. So this year we saw Jason Tatum step up, be the leading scorer, average around 23, 24. Uh, Kemba's around 20, 21, 22. With Jalen's around 20. And Gordon's what, like 17, 18 right now? Yep. So I'll ask you to look one year in the future. We can look back on this podcast for a year from now or whatever. Who, what do you think scoring is going to look like? Like, give me a number for those top four guys. Like, is Jalen going to be the second scoring? Is Kemba going to be first over Tatum again? Like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you I think, think Tatum... Can average twenty five a game next okay. year. I agree. I like that. Uh, seeing that that's going to be an increase, you're probably going to see a decrease in Kemba and Jalen Brown, maybe eighteen, seventeen apiece. Okay. Gordon Hayward might be around there as well if he's still on the team, if he's not traded or what. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should move him. I, I agree. Think he's fine. I think he's good for facilitating. That's what I was just going to say. Great playmaker. Um, I'd like to see maybe him play as a distributor more. Maybe I average agree. more assists. Like I'm the, not sure if that's going to happen, but like a point forward type guy. I'm not saying like exactly like LeBron, but like the play style he does, like where he brings yes. the ball up and distributes it. I agree. Yep. Do you like Jason Tatum getting the amount of ISO looks he gets? Like we see later in the season, like he's getting all, all these ISO balls, like against the Knicks uh, when he hit the game winner, we pass it in, we just let him do him. Do you think that's what we should be doing at the end of games, like just letting him do his thing and get a bucket, or do you think we should be running like? plays to get Kemp off a screen or Tatum off a screen or whatever, driving to the hoop? For, um, in terms of game winners, yes. Down the stretch, I just think whatever's working, um, okay. honestly. Feed the hot hand? Yes. Whether you sense. have to run plays, um, whatever works. Okay. I respect that. Do you think, are you in the boat? I know this is a big debate. Uh, when we saw the season, like, around the end, should Marcus Smart be taking end-of-game shots? 
If he's open, yeah. Um, I think he plays really okay. well down the stretch. I agree. He makes right decisions if he has the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You saw the game he was playing when they played Phoenix, trying to claw themselves back. He was making yep. threes in the end. So I don't know. I just think there's something about him that, like, when he thinks he should be the one taking the shot, he's going to make it. He's such a weird player in that aspect. Like, oh, I don't get it. I don't get how he can just, like, will these shots in. Like, he takes these ridiculous fadeaway, like, four feet behind the line threes that just bank in, and then he'll take a normal open three and it bricks. Like, I don't get how it works like that. Like, he's just such a uh, – I don't know how to say it. I, there's, like, a word for it, like a hot hand shooter or a, a streaky shooter, I guess you could say. Right. Mm. It's tough. I just got a notification from Shams. Uh, it has nothing to do with the Celtics except that he was a Celtic. Tyler Zeller's deal with the Spurs – Includes a non-guaranteed second year for next year, which is interesting. I, I don't like you mentioned with the Nawaba thing. Why are these guys getting like second years now? It's interesting. I yeah, know. I mean, it's not guaranteed. So, I mean, I guess yeah. like if he if he really impresses them, they'll yeah. keep him around. The Nawaba thing was guaranteed, though. That's interesting for me. Do you think um, this has nothing to do with what we were just talking about as well? I'm just kind of going all over the place. Are you a fan of the Spurs no center basketball like PJ Tucker there? Or do you think it's just stupid? Houston. Houston. What did I say? Spurs. Oh, yeah, I meant Houston. Sorry, my bad. Do you think like are you a fan of Houston's like idea like that like D'Antoni playing Tucker at the center or do you think it's just dumb? Uh, I think it's kind of dumb to be honest. <laughs> I feel like they shouldn't trade Capella. I liked him on that team. He was a solid rim rim runner. Yeah, I'm I don't know why they got rid of him. He was on a good Neither. contract. Yeah, he was like 16 mil. That's fair for Capello, right? I feel like it's a decent deal. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, we can start wrapping this up. Uh, do you have any thoughts you want to give on the Celtics or anything going on right now before we before we wrap up here? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, Friday, we'll probably have more news to talk about mm-hmm. because you're seeing – this is like a little baby free agency. So exactly. We're definitely going to start to have more things to talk about. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Look out for some more pretty cool guests coming in our, the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got some things lined up for you guys. So be yep. ready for that. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys should all tweet at Isaiah Thomas that he should come on this show because it would be a great yeah. time. <laughs> you listen to us and you like our show and uh, yep. definitely we could have some good things to talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. He liked one of my tweets uh, like a week or so ago. So help me out again, guys. It'll get it to happen. But yeah, uh, like I said, Sam, you want to tell him where to follow you? At Parquet Press. Um, mm-hmm. That's me. Yep. Uh, and I'm at Bannertown Jack on Twitter. Uh, make sure our links to our websites are in our bios. Make sure to check those out. Uh, Podcast from the rafters everywhere. Uh, tell your friends. It's always fun for us to record. And as usual, let us know if you guys want us to talk about anything. We're very open. We'll talk about whatever you want, especially on these Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, these Tuesdays, Tuesdays are more of a free for, flow, fun day. I, yeah, I guess it's Wednesday now, but you know, stuff happens sometimes. You'll get these uh, beginning, middle of the week. So, but yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA and Parquet Press. Uh, see you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>